fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today we set the table with cast iron, cornbread, and some cornbread cousins. Our guests today are Veronica Callahan. She's winner of the 25th National Cornbread Cook-Off, CEO Emeritus and board member of Lodge Manufacturing, Bob Kellerman, about his art creations. He makes for a good cause out of recycled pans and parts that he calls panheads. Plus, James Beard, award-winning food writer and one of the founders of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Ronnie Lundy, with cultural perspectives on sugar or no sugar in cornbread and her Dow of cornbread. Thank you so much for tuning in today by podcast or radio broadcast at this big, inclusive Tennessee table. I really appreciate your good company. All right, let's get started here. This past weekend, I had the honor of being asked to be one of the judges of the cook-off at the National Cornbread Festival, which takes place annually in April in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I was in some good company, as other judges this year included Chef Shannon Johnson of Real Good Smokehouse in Chattanooga, Tennessee, John Currents, chef and creator of Big Bad Breakfast, Carl Worley, a Bristol native and co-creator of Biscuit Love in Nashville, Kevin Sanders, the barrel man at Jack Daniels Distillery, Darcy Marriott of White Lily, Nancy Meeks of Hoffman Media, she's the editor of Southern Cast Iron Magazine and the Paula Deen Magazine. There were a total of 10 contestants, and they all created thoughtful and tasty dishes with the following requirements. All recipes had to be a main dish, recipe had to include at least one package of Martha White cornbread mix, and all recipes had to be prepared in Lodge cast iron cookware. The cook-off champ won $5,000 in cash, a five-star gas stainless steel range, and a bunch of Lodge cookware. Second place won $1,500, and third place won $1,000. 
and this past weekend's cook-off champion was Veronica Gallagher. I recorded this visit with her down at the festival, and so let's visit with her now. Here we are in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and you have just won the National Cornbread Cook-Off. I have. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. Now, I know you, but for our listeners, will you tell us your name, where you're from, and sure, sure. a little bit my, about yourself? My name is Veronica Callahan, and I'm from Glastonbury, Connecticut. And I have a husband and three grown now children and back in Connecticut. Will you tell us the recipe that you made that was your prize winner? I made a, a guacamole shrimp cornbread casserole. And it was uh, basically a spicy cornbread. I added uh, pepper jack cheese to it and made mixed it with heavy cream and sour cream for a spicy base. And then I made essentially a guacamole to go on top that was made with avocados and onions, tomatoes, shrimp. And I think the secret of it was uh, roasted jalapeno dressing that I make. And that added some extra spice to it. Um, The lady sitting next to me, Nancy, and I were like, oh, she's roasting those peppers. And it did add an extra layer of flavor. I I love roasting jalapenos. I think that Mm -hmm. that makes them taste so much better. Mm -hmm. And I even at the end, uh, when I wanted to get my cornbread in the oven, I put the cornbread in and I took the jalapenos out and they weren't quite as black as I liked them. So I turned on the gas on top of the stove and just put them right on the gas to get them a little more charred. Well, your cornbread, when it was in that oven, smelled divine. We could smell it coming out. And you you cooked it in one of those more flat, round um, enamel sort of pans. Right. I used the enamel um, cast iron from Lodge because it... It looks really nice on the table. When I serve it at home, I'll, I'll serve it right in that casserole dish. And it just looks so pretty. The They have all different colors, and it's just really a nice piece. It is. It's table-worthy. <laughs> it's table-worthy. It certainly is. I mean, you can cook this in a regular lodge cast iron, but it just looks special in the, in the enameled, I think. It does. And what a treat, too, because it's big and round, so you just set that on the table with all your toppings. And do people just dig in with a spoon? They just, I have a serving spoon usually, mm-hmm. and then I'll have some sour cream on the side and maybe some extra cilantro if they want to add it to the top. I plated it at the festival, but it's kind of nice family style, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I really thought that your cornbread was a treat because it was so moist and it had layers of flavor within the cornbread. And then when you hit the guacamole and the shrimp, and the shrimp were cooked so well, you're really good. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. It was it was a little labor of love, I think. I love guacamole. I love shrimp. I love cornbread. And why not put them all together? And I don't know how you did such a thing in such a stressful situation. Weren't you stressed out? I was pretty stressed, and I think mostly because I cooked last, and I had to sit there and watch everybody cooking, and your nerves just sort of 
get to you after a while and you just want to be finished. So Mm -hmm. that definitely added to the stress. Well, tell us what you won. So I won $5,000 and uh, a range and um, some Lodge cast iron. And so I'm super excited. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I got to wear the special cornbread festival crown made of a cast iron pan, which was pretty cool, too. That was a neat crown. Yeah, I loved it. I wish I let you keep it. (laughs) Well, I've got a picture of you with wearing it. And uh, so that'll be in the podcast notes that people can look at. Is there a special uh, kind of family memory recipe that you might have that you like to cook for your family often? Oh, wow. Well, I think what I'm most known for cooking in my family uh, actually is uh, pizza. I make a lot of pizza. I make my own dough. And I have a million toppings that I put on. I On my Instagram page, it's all pizzas all the time. <laughs> so that's what I'm most known for, cooking pizza. Well, too bad my husband couldn't be a child in your family because that's his <laughs> favorite meal. Oh, mine too. I love pizza. I do too. It's fun to make too. What is your Instagram handle so people can follow along if they want to? It's at um, Veronica Kalik, so V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-C-A-L-L-A-G. Okay, Veronica Kalik, winner of the National Cornbread (laughs) Festival Cook-Off. This is a big deal. It is. I can't believe I'm a national champion of something. I know. Well, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Everyone at Lodge and everyone down here at the festival were so wonderful. It was just a great experience. They do such a good job. They are nice people. Really nice people. I've been to a lot of cook-offs, and this is just one of the best because of the people. Mm -hmm. The people are so nice, and it's... I encourage your listeners to try and come here. It's really fun. It is. Well, Veronica, thanks so much again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. You heard from Veronica Gallagher, cook-off champion of the 25th Annual National Cornbread Festival that just took place this past weekend in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I placed a link about this festival and Veronica's contact information in the podcast notes at TennesseeFarmTable.com. And a note, these folks do not advertise on this show. Next up, let's hear from a really interesting man, CEO Emeritus and board member of Lodge Manufacturing, Bob Kellerman, about his art creations that he makes out of recycled pans and parts that he calls pan heads. Hey ladies, you need a pan man, pan head. I need a man first before I go. I love it. Can you sell me one of those? Hey guys, how you doing, Amy? I'm good, Bob. Good afternoon. Good to see you. How you doing, sir? Good. What the world, Bob? head business. <laughs> well, this has enter- entertained me for the past several months making all these critters, pan heads. Me and uh, 
Kevin Sanders were just talking and we're wondering the money you make, you're probably going to put it into something good. And we're there. Well, then we thought, well, maybe he's putting it into fishing bait. Uh, children's fun. Oh, good. Yeah. That's wonderful. Donated yeah, to the children's fun. And, and I, th this position here in front of the store was, I guess, slower. I regret that I didn't get on the main street because all the thousands of people walking by. Well, I just have hundreds of people walking by here. <laughs> and I like the um, the dentures. Now, so what we're looking at are a bunch of lodge cast iron skillets that yeah. you have made art out of. Well, I've had my, my son works works at Lodge. He's going to be the museum curator. Oh, good. Uh, we're opening a museum and restaurant in September. Uh, in the back of this back of this building. That's wonderful. I can't wait. So Robert's brought me all the faucet handles and and gotten all the skillets. Uh, the skillets don't have any markings on the back, and they were going to be, they were going to be melted down. So he brought me a hundred hundred of them. And so I turn on the music and get gorilla epoxy glue and and uh, just have fun. I had fun making them. Aren't you the one that decided? that everything coming out of here was going to be pre-seasoned. Yeah. And that really turned things around, didn't it? Well, it, it was uh, a game changer. Yeah. And uh, I saw, saw it in Europe, uh, seasoned pans, and I said, well, we, we can do that. So our tagline was, we should have thought of this 100 years ago. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it was a big game changer. Uh, having it seasoned. And now, before you retired, tell us what all you did here at Lodge again. Well, I was CEO for 30 plus years and I love the, love the, miss the people, but don't miss the stress and responsibility. So, uh, anyway. Well, I'm going to have to pick out one of these skillets. You're going to have to. You better get your pick. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. We've just heard from CEO Emeritus and board member of Lodge Manufacturing, Bob Kellerman, about his art creations he makes out of recycled pans and parts that he calls pan heads. I placed a picture of Bob and myself holding a pan head and the one that we brought back to our kitchen on the podcast notes, tennesseefarmtable.com. The proceeds that Bob makes from these pan heads go to a children's charity. Lodge Manufacturing is a Tennessee company. They've been making cast iron cookware since 1896 in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, just a little ways from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And a note, Lodge does not advertise on this show. And today we're setting the table with cast iron, cornbread, and some of cornbread's cousins, and some experiences from the National Cornbread Festival that took place this past weekend in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Next up is James Beard, award-winning food writer and one of the founders of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Ronnie Lundy, with cultural perspectives on sugar or no sugar in cornbread and her Dow of cornbread. Several of my black colleagues really took offense at this. And so Adrian Miller, Adrian Miller wrote this very beautiful thing in um, Soul Food, his mm -hmm. book, mm -hmm. about how sugar and cornbread for um, um, blacks after the slavery era um, 
or, or even during slavery, that, that they were in these situations where they were cooking these elaborate southern desserts that they had no part in. You know, they didn't, they weren't getting to eat them. And so to put sugar in your cornbread was a, the taste of emancipation. And for me, the lack of sugar in your cornbread, not having sugar in your cornbread, means that you don't go to the store and you're not beholden to somebody. And that cornbread without sugar is the taste of freedom in, in my culture. And I just find that so interesting that we have these things. And I have had people say to me before, because the recipe that I use has an egg in it, but the egg is optional. You know, if you don't have an egg, you can still make a great skillet of cornbread, you know. But, um, but I've had people kind of say to me, oh, your family used an egg, you must have had money. You know, and we didn't, but it's just how my mom made cornbread. Ronnie, when you make your cornbread, how do you make your cornbread? Mm. Well, I, and I will say that I make different kinds of cornbread, but we're talking about skillet cornbread. Yes, ma'am. Like, mm -hmm. like we're just getting ready to have soup beans. Mm -hmm. And um, so I put bacon grease, um, probably a tablespoon to three tablespoons, depending upon how much how big this skillet is and what I'm going to make. And I put that in the skillet and I turn the oven to about 425 degrees and I put the skillet in the oven so the bacon grease can get hot and melt. And then I mix up fresh cornmeal. When I wrote shuck beans, what I did was make cornbread and reverse measure, you know. So I, I dumped out two cups of cornmeal and then I poured milk into a measuring cup and then I um, subtracted how much came out of it till it looked right. You know? yes. So so it's cornmeal that has um, salt added to it, just a little bit of baking powder, a little bit of baking grease because it's not, you want the texture to have a little bit of air in it, mm -hmm. but you don't want it to rise up. Mm -hmm. it, it's actually, um, mountain cornbread is actually not very tall cornbread. Yes. And um, then I break an egg in it and I add yeah. buttermilk or milk until it's the right consistency, and about that time, uh, the skillet's ready, so you take it out of the oven and you kind of roll it around really carefully, so you coat the inside and then you pour the bacon grease into the batter and stir it in, leaving a really good coat okay. in, you know, in, the, in the pan. Pour it back and you put it in the oven for about 20 minutes until it gets nice and brown. So there's a, um, I, I have this thing called the dowel of cornbread, you know, like um, the way, the dowel. And um, there's actually a video online that in which I do the cornbread, so you can check that out. It's, it's on YouTube. It's my, it's my big hit on YouTube. But I also wrote an essay about it about, um, that came out of a performance piece that I used to do with some women about how the cornbread itself in, in the culture, there's like this creamy interior to it, but it has this dark, crisp crust on the outside. So it's like the yin-yang, you know, and it is that symbol of, of how the life of people in the mountains were equal parts of something sweet and something sharp, you know, something uh, tangy, something dark and something light. And that it's that balance between the two that informs the culture. So that's the that's the Dow cornbread, you know. 
You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. We've just heard from James Beard, award-winning food writer and one of the founders of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Ronnie Lundy, with cultural perspectives on sugar or no sugar in cornbread and her Dow of cornbread. This is Veronica Callahan, winner of the National Cornbread Festival Cook-Off, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And now it is time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. Here is Dale Ann Bradley from her project Songs of Praise and Glory. We're going to hear Casting Stones on the Tennessee Farm Table. Stones, cut. 
restore the damage once careless words are thrown. You can only break a heart by casting stones. You can't restore the damage once careless words are Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.